1: Welcome to David Gibbons In Discussion with guest Joseph Andrews, founder of the Los Angeles-based Walk of Hearts Foundation, and Councilman Dennis Zine talking about the future of education, teachers' dedication and influence on our communities. Welcome to In Discussion. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about the Walk of Hearts Foundation of Canoga Park, Los Angeles. The foundation was founded by Joseph Andrews some six years ago. It's a non-profit foundation awarding teachers with distinguished awards in recognition to their dedication and continued services to young people in education. It's endorsed by California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, among many, and Dennis Zine, who is a councilman. And we would like to uh, welcome both of you gentlemen here today. How are you?
2: I'm doing very well from the Los Angeles City Council.
3: <laughs> and I'm doing fine, Dave. Excellent. Really
1: Thank you. Well, Joe, can I start uh, with you, sir? We, we're we very interested in this this foundation as being a... Uh, somewhat of a paradigm shift I, I I'm thinking and the interest is that it, it has an effect on so many people not only the, the teachers that you uh, award these these uh, um, uh, wonderful things to, but also the, the 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 kids behind them and the parents and the community at large can you g- expand upon that and, and tell me what you're doing now what the method is what the model is and where you're going in the future
3: Boy, all those questions, David. I appreciate that all at once. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, let me uh, just clarify something. The Walk of Hearts is, an, is an, indeed a nonprofit organization. And what it is, it's a unique concept. Uh, we're close by Hollywood, California. And Hollywood has its own Walk of Fame that honors actors and actresses. And we know that uh, prior to somebody becoming successful, like yourself, there is always somebody behind you that's uh, helping and uh, mentoring you. Usually that's a teacher. So we started this walk of fame strictly for teachers about six years ago and every year we embed bronze uh, plaques in the sidewalks in the All America City Canoga Park honoring teachers for their dedication to uh, their students and to the community. And it's, it's taken off. We've, uh, so far we've nom- uh, we've had hundreds and hundreds of nominations and we have, uh, as of this year, honored 42 teachers with their plaques in the sidewalk. And it's not like an ordinary um, honor where it goes on the wall or on the desk. This one's out in the community. People walk by there every day. It creates uh, conversation and stimulates uh, talk about education. The merchants along Sherman Way in Canoga Park, they get to talk about it. And so we find that it helps elevate, if you will, the discussion about education in the community itself and overall has a ripple effect.
1: And Dennis, uh, from your viewpoint, how does this affect the local community?
2: Well, it's a very positive factor for the local community. Canoga Park, All American City, and that title is the only community in the city of Los Angeles that has All American City. It's brought uh, about a change of attitude, a positiveness. It helps with the local schools. And Joe Andrews, who founded this, he's worked very, very hard putting it together year after year, and it's expanded. So when people walk downstream way, they see the plaques on the sidewalk, they recognize, and Canoga Park is known for the community atmosphere, the cordial environment, and with this, teachers being honored, it adds a new segment to Canoga Park, the all-American city, where we're looking at the foundation of an educational system, the teachers, the ones that motivate, the ones that inspire, the ones that actually helped Joe Andrews become the man he is today through the teachers to the teaching profession and they've been ignored for so many years so it galvanizes and it's a true spot in the city of Los Angeles the only place where we have this particular program just like the Hollywood Walk of Fame and it's similar in scope and as the years pass we add more and more teachers to that sidewalk and it's a wonderful program that the community totally embraces and the teachers obviously love it and those that re- recommend teachers are so honored and proud and when they recommend a teacher and that teacher is selected the enthusiasm the excitement is absolutely tremendous
1: and and what is the participation by the local council Dennis with that uh, how how do you help the foundation what what is your your practical role
2: well my practical role <laughs> is to help with the permits with the waivers and also financial assistance to keep the foundation moving forward uh, we've also established the Dennis Pezine Scholarship that goes along with that. We established that a couple years ago, so we will do is award a scholarship to a student, uh, and it's just it's just a tremendous program. People have found that this particular endeavor of recognizing teachers is long overdue. We recognize police officers and firefighters and military personnel, but seldom do we ever honor teachers, the ones that really give us that foundation for an education. Uh, it, it's well received, but I, I fund it through uh contributions as well as promoting it every which way I can, such as the program run right now
1: now, what is the uh, destiny of these teachers once they receive the award uh, how do you help them further are there uh, are, are there strategies in place that that help them to become indeed involved in the foundation itself
3: well there's numerous things david uh. Going back just a little bit, when the concept of the Walk of Hearts uh, came up several years ago, I'm sitting in my office right now. I'm a real estate broker in Southern in Los Angeles area, and I'm sitting at my desk as we speak. And uh, that's how it, I started doodling, and that's how the idea came about. And if they go to the website, which I might as well give a plug right now, as good a time as any, it's www.walkofhearts.com, and they can uh, see it, get it, an idea of what the plaque looks like. There's a nomination form. Uh, on, uh, on that page, it also tells you a little bit about the history. And as it progressed, when it, when the idea came about, uh, and I always think about it as divine inspiration because, uh, I sat here and just doodled and it came about and I thought, there's never been anything like this. What am I supposed to do with it? So I went to the local community, the Chamber of Commerce, the Canoga Park Chamber of Commerce, Pitched the idea, they liked it. They said, "Joe, you have got to be involved in this whole thing. We can't do it." And they said, "The person you really need need to talk to is our local city councilman, which is Dennis P. Zine. He's the Los Angeles city councilman that covers our district." And I went to Dennis's office one day and uh, started talking. He said, "Joe, I'm in. No matter what I can do, I'm here to help." So he's helped raise funds for the uh, organization. He gives us time, Uh, like you said, uh, street permits and those type of things. Those are the 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 hard things that you have to overcome that we had to overcome since the inception uh we've had uh, like i said uh, literally hundreds and hundreds of applicants and we can't uh recognize all of them although each and every one of them have a unique story and the enthusiasm and how they feel when i get when they when they're nominated and when they are selected is just unbelievable it to them the teachers it's it's gotten to the point where it's almost like the academy where as a matter of fact i have one of our recipients Her name uh, Barbara Jimison said, "Joe, this award's starting to become like the Academy Award for teachers. They get enthusiastic. Their family gets enthusiastic. Uh, The the teachers, the schools, and everybody becomes part of this uh, uh, emotional uh, ride, if you will. And so, for them and the teachers, for the family and the teachers, it's become a very big thing." The scholarships, as Dennis said, mentioned, the Dennis P. Zine Award. I'll talk about that in a minute if you don't mind. But that's become a, a big thing for the students as well. We have uh, numerous students that apply for that scholarship. And we want to take it further. Uh, programs like this, uh, uh, there's possibilities for TV shows and those type of things and books that will go back to the teachers and help them with their su- supplies. We give, uh, uh, help teachers with their supplies everyday school their everyday school supplies. So it's, it's a big thing that we're trying to expand.
1: Well, as, as far as the award is concerned, what is the determination uh, for the award itself? I, I, is it uh, in some ways subjective, or, or, or what, what does the teacher uh, have to meet in terms of standards?
3: Well, we're a nonprofit organization, so any application that's submitted with a $1,000 bill really gets consideration. Okay, that was a joke. I'm only kidding. Yes.
1: Not. I am, we know the real
3: estate market's tough, but
2: not that tough. <laughs> yeah, real estate market's really bad now. I do that's have a why, smile on my Joe, face. <laughs> that's why Joe
3: was doodling, because the real estate
2: market's so sour in California. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, what it, the real criteria is how they've changed a life forever. I had a principal call me one time and said her teacher de- uh, mm-hmm. deserved a, this award. I said, what did the teacher do? She says, well, this teacher's won numerous awards about this. Stuff, the other thing. And I said, yes, what has she done? And the principal couldn't answer it. And, and the question really is, how has this teacher changed a student's life? Quick example: Have a student by the name of Anthony Bedford. Uh, he was struggling. He's in the inner city here in Los Angeles. He was a football player, but he was always being harassed by gang members to join gang, the, tick of the gang. And one day, when he was walking home from school, uh, he got a call from his brother. His brother said, "Come pick me up. I'm in a place where I'm not supposed to be." As he arrived to where his brother was, he saw his brother get shot and killed. Anthony runs over to his brother, brother dies in his arm. And I'd ask Anthony later on, I said, what would happen if you had found the guys that killed your brother? He said, Joe, there's no doubt that he was going to kill them. That's what he was going to do. He went to his teacher, Cynthia Lee, and his teacher helped him see that if he, he had two paths to follow, if he went down one path, he was going to either end up in jail or dead, or if he went down the other path, he was going to honor his brother by staying in school and doing the right thing. And that's the type of teacher that we're looking for that can help a student, help a young man, young lady change their life. And in this case, Cynthia made a big impact on this young man's life because if it wasn't for her, he'd probably be dead today.
1: That's that's interesting. Uh, What is (laughs) that's very interesting. But what is the impact on the family itself? How do you get involved with the family behind that child? What are the implications there?
3: Well, you know, it, it, Dennis was talking about the Dennis P. Sign Award. Uh, Dennis has been extremely gracious. We, we, were, we have a limited budget. And a year ago, Dennis up one of the awards and, and really made a, a change in student's life because it's a it, it limited amount of money that we had to give this one student. Dennis, Dennis actually quadrupled the, the amount that went to the student, and that really helped her with books and her education. Going back to Anthony Bedford, we gave him a scholarship, a part of partial scholarship, and he told me later that his family was really struggling to help him pay for his books in his senior year, and because of uh, 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 contributions like from Dennis and others around the uh, in our area, community leaders that have contributed to the Hearts Foundation, uh, this case, Anthony was able to buy his books and graduate from uh, Cal State Northridge with a degree in education, and now his goal is to go back into elementary education and help kids change their lives and not follow the path that he was going down. So there's a ripple effect. When we're able to honor a teacher, their students, their peers get to see how that teacher has had an effect on lives, and it begins, like I said, it has a ripple effect, and families are changed, and it's just been a wonderful experience all the way around.
1: So, Dennis, a a question for yourself, sir. Uh, How is education affected in your area? I mean, does the level of education uh, increase? Is there a, a better quality? How is the... How is the award, how is the foundation affecting how education is perceived?
2: Well, the two separate tracks, (coughs) the teachers that are recognized are all tenured teachers. They've devoted many, many years to this profession, uh, and they come from all over this area. I've got a couple of schools in my district, El Camino High School and Taft High School, and they excel in the decathlons. They win state and national titles. Uh, and a lot of it, sadly, with education, is the environment in which the students grow up. If they grow up in an impoverished area, it seems that the educational system is very poor, a lot of dropout fifty sixty percent dropout rates. and in your more lucrative, affluent areas, you find that the parents drive the students to make sure they get that education. so there 's really a separation between the two when it comes to the educational environment i 'm very fortunate in my district; I represent a rather affluent district. Uh, some of the private schools, charter schools, and then the public schools, but what uh, Joe Andrews has done is really pay respect to the teachers but there 's really no correlation between the teachers that are recognized in other words they 're not all teachers coming from the schools where they 're receiving the accolades and the ath- uh, the uh, academic decathlons. they're teachers who have really devoted and dedicated their life to the teaching profession. So they're really two separate tracks.
1: Well, in in regards, Dennis, to the fundraising and the events that you have and the, the kids' involvement, has there been an impact nevertheless by the economic crisis that we, we have at the moment?
2: Well, we have a terrible okay. economic crisis here in Los Angeles. Our, our budget was $400 million. Uh, over, uh, we were over forty million million in debt, and now we're $100 million in debt. Our school district, they're talking about cutbacks on the teacher's salaries, our uh, our state system is 21 billion dollars in debt i mean our city our state is facing major financial disaster uh, all up and down with education with the economy they just raised the the UC system in California 32% increase on tuition so a lot of these students are struggling i'm also on the positive note on the united states army military advisory board where we're encouraging a lot of students when they leave high school To move on to the military for a free education many students are now opting into the military for the education but then they come out of the military with good education and good job skills and then what we need to do is increase the job market which is also struggling so we have some real social problems we're dealing with but when you have an educated population you have a much better environment a much better quality of life fewer gangs fewer problems fewer social problems but when you've got the dropout rate to 50%, 60% in some of our schools, it's that high. That's a terrible reflection on society. And the parents who are not involved, when you have an affluent area, it seems that parents oftentimes are involved with their students. I've got two sons. Uh, I know Joe Andrews has a son, and uh, you know they both, my two sons and, and Joe's son, they both excelled. Uh, and they were obviously doing good in academics because we as parents were watching them. But there, there's a definite correlation. What I have seen, and I've been in the city my whole life, and in law enforcement for over 40 years in the city of Los Angeles, there's a definite correlation to the lower economic areas and parents disconnect versus the other areas where the parents are connected with the schools, the PTAs, et cetera, to help those students achieve the goals that they wish.
1: What about the uh, the corporate uh, involvement, Joe? How do you bring the corporate world into this to to support the foundation? Well, a
3: couple uh, of ways. Um, Dennis is involved, uh, Councilman Zion is involved in the city in the community uh, immensely. There's no question about it. He's probably one of the hardest working councilmans I've ever met. And, uh, and the reason why I mention that is because there are so many different uh, aspects to the community itself. Uh, whether it be the Fernando Award or the uh, um, Grandparents of Parents, there's always something that's going on with corporations in, in the community itself. So it's a matter of networking. Um, I was into, introduced to a, quite a few of these uh, programs or uh, uh, non-profit, other nonprofits and other programs through Councilman Design. And so when you start to network, you get to know the corporations, whether they be uh, Walmart uh, just recently uh, wells fargo uh, I reached out we reached out to Wells Fargo talked to them and they're, and they 're uh, coming on board. They just recently gave us a grant from wells fargo and i 'll be talking with them again about helping uh, the Walker Hearts expand not only throughout Los Angeles but throughout the country and the world if we can because I believe that every community could use the walk of Hearts and bring recogni- recognition to the to teachers um, so as I mentioned earlier, there's a ripple effect uh, that we have in uh, talking more and more to corporations. That's our goal, and that's our aspiration. Well,
1: what are the logistics of that? How, how do you expand the foundation uh, into other states and retain uh, some sort of uh, quality standard? Um, how do you maintain uh, a due diligence over that?
3: Well, it's funny because uh, since the program has started, we've uh, been contacted – uh, by communities uh, around the country. Uh, just recently I got a call from uh, Hartford, Connecticut. They were interested. And even my hometown of Hollywood, Florida. Um, and we have a licensing agreement. We've put together a package, and that's what we're working on right now. The plaques themselves, I mean, the hard cost of the plaque, uh, uh, they're manufactured here in uh, Los Angeles. The plaque, they're uh, approximately 21 inches by 21 inches, and they weigh 30, almost 40 pounds. It's a bronze plaque. So there's, there's logistics that have to be uh, thought of if, if another community is thinking about bringing this to their community. So we have a list, and like I said, it's sort of a walk of hearts in the box, if you will. So if somebody's interested in bringing it to their community, they can contact us, and I mentioned the website, and, uh, and we'll help them get it started. So we maintain, we have a, a licensing agreement that we can maintain control over them. But they have the autonomy to do almost anything they possibly can or want to do in their community because each community is different.
1: And how do you get involved with, with other foundations? Perhaps that's a question for yourself, Dennis. In the community, how how can you bring the Walk of Hearts into uh, into the lives of other foundations and, and uh, their premise and, and their objectives?
2: Well, each foundation is raising dollars. Every foundation that I work with, the 501c3s, they're all going through the process of receiving dollars. For their particular activities. Uh, what we do is network. A lot of networking takes place through the Chamber of Commerce, through some of our civic clubs. And there'll be an individual or individuals that come forward and say, Oh, I like that. That's a good program. That's a good project. Uh, and we find that the contributions are down from what they were in the past, but still there's people who have cash that they can spend to write a check. And, and they do, uh, not to the great numbers that we've seen in the past, but that's how we do it through the networking process. Uh, whether it's the hospitals or the banks or the businesses, the car dealers, uh... different aspects. A lot of foundations are established in the valley, and what uh, Joe Andrews does is I help him with the direction. Try this one, try that one, and a lot of it's just networking. And you knock on the door, explain what the program is. People like the program, and then they buy into it. What I've suggested is that he has a title sponsor, and the title sponsor would then sponsor that particular year, and then next year another title sponsor, another title sponsor to get it marketed, because the plaques are beautiful, they're in the cement, Uh, they're bronze, they're very expensive, and it's quite an endeavor putting it together. And I know he goes out the night before and polishes them and gets them all looking right for the ceremony that takes place the following day. But uh, it's just a networking process that we work with.
3: That's why I go through so many toothbrushes. (laughs) And Dennis, you're going to be our next title sponsor. That's what he's going to be doing.
2: Well, I'm uh, I'm definitely honored to help. It's it's and when you go and you see the the teachers, and how proud they are. These teachers, many of them have been teaching for years, never been recognized for anything. They probably get the angry parent that comes in and talks to them when they're a student, uh, when the student of the parent doesn't do well and gets some bad grades. Uh, But those teachers have oftentimes money out of their own pocket to provide the supplies in the classroom, and here they're getting honored with a nice reception. Uh, accolades and and Joe really goes overboard to show them the love and appreciation. It's interesting that Joe was inspired by the hard work and dedication of his mom who worked at one point at schools that Joe attended and that obviously gave him some inspiration to do this and he's very committed to this. I I've got to give the man credit. He is very very committed to this and the goal is to see this expand to other communities, other communities around the globe because every single place we have teachers, it doesn't matter where you are in this world there's always teachers and those teachers need to be recognized and seldom are they recognized by anything permanent and that's what's unique about this this is a permanent recognition in Canoga Park, the all-American city, where those plaques are very proudly displayed on the sidewalks just like the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
1: Uh, and in, in that case is this presenting rather a, a paradigm shift in education? I'm, I'm gaining from this the visibility that in the educational business itself that really there is nothing uh, uh, nothing in place to recognize teachers uh, within their school system.
2: There's really, if you think about it, what is there? Maybe the uh, the school union may recognize a teacher here and there, but there's nothing permanent, a permanent plaque on the sidewalk, a permanent mark that will remain indefinitely. That's what's so unique about it, and that's what I think people need to recognize. We need to honor. We have memorials for firefighters and, and police officers and military. we got all kinds of memorials for politicians, but the teachers, again, the ones that a mom and dad brings us in this world, then where do we spend most of the time after that? In school with a teacher who inspires, whether you want to go into law or medicine or politics, whatever you pursue in a career, it's that teacher that gives you that guidance, that motivation. We need to recognize, we need to show our love and support and respect for them. And that's what this is about. And I just hope that with this program and other people listening to it, will dial in and say, you know what, I want to start this in my community, because Joe has the template how to make it work. He's done a great job putting it together. And let me just give that website again, www.walkofhearts.com. People can get all kinds of information. But I'd love to see this spread throughout the world. I think it would be wonderful to see it spread throughout the world where we would have this. And different communities have different activities where they honor, they recognize. But I don't know if any community that goes out of its way, like Canova Park, All-American City, recognizing teachers, and it's all because of the inspiration by one person, Joe Andrews. And Joe, how many do we have now on, on Shalong
3: Shimmer? Uh, this year we're at 42. Uh, teachers have been honored, and, and uh, they have just been uh, in awe of the, of the award itself. And I've got to tell you, David, real quickly, uh, that we've been doing this now for numerous years. Like I said, that we're going into our sixth year, and uh, Councilman Zine's been <laughs> incredible with his support from the very beginning. And, uh, and I, I can't say it enough. Without his support, I don't think we would have ever gotten this thing off the ground and then therefore into the ground. Uh, So, it takes, it takes a lot of people to make it work and a lot of things do indeed have to happen. However, when you have a city council that's behind it and then talks about it to other council members, uh, I've been contacted by other communities and they want to know how they can do it and like we've been talking about. But it doesn't start with just, it's not just one person. There takes so many people to make this thing work. And the councilman's been uh, exemplary in his support of the of the project itself, and it's just been amazing I, how it works and how it has a, again that effect in the community. I was talking to a gentleman just the other day who jogs up and down Sherman Way in Canoga Park, and he said, "Oh yeah, I've seen these plaques. Can you tell me what they're what they are?" And I, I told him what they're about. And He goes, "My gosh!" He goes, "That's amazing." He says, "I've got to call my teacher and thank her for everything that she's done for for me." So. When people stop and think about it, it's just a, a little something, I think, that makes a difference that can make make a big difference uh, in the community itself because it is a permanent uh, honor for teachers, and it gets the community talking, it gets teachers talking, gets everybody talking about education, and that can have a major effect on all of us.
1: Uh, and Dennis, as far as the, the schools are concerned that you're involved with, uh, are they taking this model, are they considering this as something that they can do themselves, or are they happy... Uh, To allow the Walk of Hearts to lead the way with this?
2: I don't know. I haven't really discussed that with them. I think they're always saying it's great, as long as they don't have to do the work on it, because it is, as Joe said, it's a lot of work. It entails a lot of work. But one person has to bring that forward. Uh, we've worked with the schools on a variety of programs, but they haven't really approached me on this because the teachers I, uh, teachers are very humble people. They don't really brag or boast about what they've done. I don't know if they go back to the schools and say, hey, look, what uh, I, I received this honor, I received this recognition. There really hasn't been that connection with the schools. It's mostly been with the corporate part, uh, the parent-teachers associations, uh, those types of groups to say, you know, let's honor our teachers, let's honor our the ones that have really gone out of the way to help us in our education system. I know I wouldn't be here as a sitting city councilman and spent over forty years with the police department if it wasn't for the teachers uh, that I... when I went to school way back well in the... That was back in the early 1800s, wasn't it, Dennis? Way back in the 50s and 60s, it seems like yesteryear, it is yesteryear. <laughs> but there's always those memories of those teachers that... and I was most, mostly a daydreamer in, in class and they kept on trying to get me back on track. And somehow with that, I've uh, been able to accomplish some incredible goals in my life. And it, it was all because of that foundation. But we, we need to get people involved. We need to get someone to make that spark, to make that call, to check in with that website, and then to start the ball rolling. Because every single community has downtown areas, the mall areas. That's where you want to do this, where there's a high visibility a lot of walking. People will walk, they'll see it, they'll recognize it, and they'll support it in
3: many, many ways. Just real quickly, David, I, I think uh, Councilman Zina mentioned a little while ago, and that's about involvement, uh, parents' involvement, teachers' involvement. Our very first recipient, and we have a, an aspect of the Walk of Hearts, it's called a partner in education. It's not—it's a person that's not necessarily known as an educator per se, but has done so much for education, promote education, that they deserve a plaque in the Walk of hearts, uh... Walk of Fame. And our very first recipient was uh, Coach John Wooden. Coach John Wooden is known here in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, if you see a, UCLA basketball legend, coach, legendary coach John Wooden. He was our first recipient because he was a teacher before he became a basketball coach and a basketball legend. And he was telling me, he said, Joe, he said, the, the most important thing about aspect a student's development is indeed a parent's involvement, and after that, it is a teacher, because a, a simple word from a teacher can change everything. Absolutely. And so that's what we're what we're shooting for is to get the community involved, get the parents involved, and we receive nominations from parents and from students, mostly from students, on how one particular teacher really made a difference in their lives. Uh, real quick story: We had a a, um, a, uh, <laughs> a a high school teacher years and years ago had a struggling student in his class, and that student uh, was going to drop out and didn't want to go to college. But the uh, high school teacher, his name is Herman Katz, worked with the student, helped him get into college. As a matter of fact, paid for his SATs because that student's parents could not pay for his SATs. That student took the SATs, uh, uh, SATs passed. Uh, did well, went on to college, and because of this uh, teacher, Herman Katz, that student went on to get his uh, law degree, and that student today is the mayor of Los Angeles, Antonio Vera Grossa.
2: That's and when I true Yeah, that that
3: that's true, true story. Yeah. And Dennis will tell you, Councilman Zane will tell you that when he deals with the, uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, the mayor himself nominated Herman Katz for this award. That's how important that high school teacher was to the mayor years and years and years ago. Because the mayor came from a rather dysfunctional
2: environment with his home life, and... Uh, he was heading towards the wrong side of the tracks, and fortunately, uh, Mr. Katz brought him back around. And I said he was a former state assembly member, speaker of the state assembly, former council member, and now on his second term as the mayor of the city of Los Angeles, it's the second largest city in the country. So it's quite a tribute to Mr. Katz who took this one student under his wing and geared him in the right direction. And now you've got
3: success. That's all it takes. And the funny thing about that. Uh, David is this, is that when the mayor contacted the Walker Hearts Foundation and said, I've got to honor this. I want to honor this teacher. Can you help honor this teacher, Herman Katz? When we contacted Herman Katz, Herman Katz did not know that the mayor even remembered him. So it goes way back to when the mayor was in high school and the difference and the impact that that teacher made on that one student years and years later becomes
1: incredibly successful. What are the the pressures on teachers these days? Uh, Dennis, maybe this is a a question for you. What are the pressures? Uh, There must be a lot of cuts in education. Uh, There must be very long hours for teachers. Uh,
2: There's tremendous pressure. Number one is their salaries are being cut. They're asking for another 12 percent cut in their salaries, the funding, the overcrowding in the classrooms, uh, sometimes the violence on campus. And teachers the time they spend to get that diploma, to get the credential, the teaching credential, the energy they expend, and then they get into a system that is mostly dysfunctional, at least in the Los Angeles Unified School District. It's mostly dysfunctional, and that's one of the sad parts. You've got dedicated teachers that are so frustrated with the system. They're trying to correct it, but it's a huge bureaucracy. And if you examine this bureaucracy, it seems that the dollars do not go where they need to go into the students, into the programs to help educate the students. They go into running the bureaucracy. So there's many students that are suffering because of that, many teachers who are angry about that, and I speak to a lot of teachers who are very upset with the way the system is run. It doesn't really push it down to the level where they really need to have that support, that voice, that independence, that direction to educate the students. And It doesn't matter if it's kindergarten or it's high school or it's a state university. It's the same theme over and over and over it's a system that we spend more incarcerating people in jail and state prisons than we do in educating our population to have nice jobs, nice careers, so they can have the American dream, a house with the white picket fence, the two-and-a-half children, the dog, the cat, the you know the rooster, because we have a law in California and Los Angeles, I should say. You can only have one rooster in Los Angeles, not more than one rooster. So all those wonderful activities, it starts somewhere, but the frustration with the teachers with the students, uh, we had some protests recently in the state of California because of the 32% increase in the state university system. The tuition keeps going up and up and up, and these students can't afford it. So then they bail out, and then they become a burden on society. They don't have the skills, the opportunity to get a respectable position that pays well, so they can support a family, and then that adds to the homeless population. So what it does is it takes the community in a negative versus what we need to do in a positive. And, again, it all motivates with that teacher. Two working parents in a home, the teachers spend a lot of time with those students, and it's incumbent that we support them and we put the dollars forward. But as it looks for next fiscal year, there's going to be another pay cut for the teachers. Obviously, it
3: doesn't serve as a good recruitment tool. And this is an opportunity here, David, uh, excuse me, this is an opportunity to go back to something as you're talking about the corporate involvement. We all know, we all see, we all hear, we all read about how the economy is affecting all of us to a certain extent. And Dennis was just talking, Councilman. I was just talking about the pay cuts with teachers. This gives corporations an opportunity to get involved in, it, in the education process itself. I talked about Wells Fargo uh, giving us a grant to, uh, for, to the Walker Hearts Foundation. We're going to be talking to them about, as Dennis said, being a title sponsor for our program next year. Corporations like Wells Fargo, uh, uh, Walmart, they're looking at their model and saying we've got to get involved in the community more and bring more to the community because that's where their business comes from. That's where their customers come from. So it makes sense if a corporation is going to be involved in a community, start with education because the more educated a a consumer is they become a better a customer, and I think corporations are starting to see that and it helped, it will help in the long run. Our goal ultimately is to is to help bring uh, more uh, dollars to a teacher so that they can have the tools necessary to teach and therein lies part of their problem because they don 't have the tools to teach, and a lot of these teachers take money out of their pockets to buy the, the basic tools that they need paper pencil chalk those type of things
2: but Let me tell you one more thing that uh, I just reflected on with the u s Army they find that out of 10 students 10 high school students six of the 10 are not qualified for admission into the united states military because of lack of education lack of proficiency and that's a sad commentary that's why the army's stressing education that's where our next workforce comes from it comes from the educated population and if you have an uneducated population you're not going to have workers to take over those jobs so the army is stressing education And they're disqualifying a number of people who apply just because they don't have that educational background out of the high school, where they're graduating a high school and they're graduating with a degree, but they really have no merit for that degree. They haven't really studied. They basically pass them through the system. So that's a frightening number when you think that the Army is turning away that many people just because they're not meeting the minimum qualifications. That's a real sad commentary on society. But the Walk of Hearts, it takes those teachers who are moving forward in a positive direction. Honors recognizes them. But if we want our country to survive, we need to make sure we've got an educated population to take over those jobs. And make sure they can handle those jobs otherwise everything will be done overseas
1: well Dennis where exactly does the failure lie uh, from your perspective where, where does it lie in the education system or is it at a higher level is it at state level what do you think is necessary to repair the system that clearly is is somewhat broken at this stage
2: well basically it's parent responsibility it's the parent's responsibility they have children that's a responsible position and oftentimes they don't fall through with their primary responsibility of raising the child they have the child but they don't raise a child so I look at the parents as the first course and then following that it's the lack of funding for the educational system where they can have an education the third part is trade schools we need to recognize that not every student is geared toward a four-year institution to be a lawyer to be a doctor to be a, a CPA but many of them find that the skills that used to be taught in the different at, at the activities, whether it be woodshop or mechanics, car mechanics, uh, woodcraft, etc., uh, those are gone for the most part. And that's a sad commentary. We need to have those craftsmen, plumbers, electricians, the trade schools. We, we don't do that much anymore. So there's multiple ideas and multiple issues that have to be corrected the bottom line is when you analyze the system it's not working. But again, it starts with the parent and it flows from that. If the parents concerned and they monitor that child, make sure the child's doing the homework, make sure that child's doing what they're supposed to do instead of cutting class and getting failing grades and parents ignore it, now you're gonna have a failed population. So there's many components that feed in to that to make sure that it's working or not working. And for the most part, at least in the city of Los Angeles, it's a terrible response to the surveys where it shows it's not working.
1: Well, you talk about, I think that we would refer to apprenticeships back in uh, Great Britain, Mm -hmm. which uh, in the main part, uh, were dissolved back in the 60s, and this were the occupations that you're talking about, plumbing, carpentry, etc. But they seem to be uh, failing uh, terribly now. It's rather like the uh, car manufacturing industry. Yep. Is it not that once you lose a manufacturing base, you lose a trade, you lose a cottage industry, is it r- not rather difficult to to bring those back to the forefront again?
2: It's almost impossible and if we look at what's happened offshore with many of the jobs that have gone offshore at a lower cost to the manufacturer, whether it's manufacturing I'll even give you another example, and this absolutely I found astonishing, that McDonald's and some of the other fast food drive throughs they will have that order taken overseas in another country, maybe India, and that operator in India is taking on that order, and by the time you drive through to the pickup window, your order is ready. They're actually contracting to other countries to take those orders. That happens oftentimes on airline reservations where you're talking to someone in another country. A lot of those jobs have gone offshore, that hurts our job market, that hurts the opportunities for people. Again, it's a failed part of our system and I blame government for not keeping those jobs here. I'm not, government is ultimately responsible to maintain a semblance of order and discipline and education and safety and oftentimes it's failing and you look at those jobs that have left this country uh, it's sad and if you look at the unions and I was a union boss with the police department with the police protective league for eight years but you look what the unions have done to the auto industry They've driven the auto industry basically into bankruptcy, General Motors and Chrysler and Ford surviving. But you look at what they've done, it gets too greedy. And you get too greedy, it doesn't work. If you have a hotel and you've got rates too high, people don't visit the hotel, they don't stay at the hotel, you're going to go broke. And that's basically what's happening. we priced ourselves out of the market. So the unions are partially blamed. The parents are partially blamed. And then you've got this sweet innocent child. And if you ever go to a maternity ward, you'll see these beautiful, sweet children. You look at them. Oh, how lovely, how beautiful, and what's their future going to be like? And I've always often wondered, track these babies through life when they're 20, 21, 25, and see how many have accomplished and how many have fallen off the track through drugs, through violence, through gang activity. Uh, So it's a very sad commentary on that side. But what we try to do with the teachers is recognize the importance, the significance, show the respect, show the admiration, and that's what Walk of Hearts is about. We can't fix it all overnight. But if we can take this program and spread it throughout the world, believe me, small towns will spark the idea. All of a sudden you start seeing more and more teachers recognized, and they feel proud about their profession. The military. I remember after Vietnam, people really denounced the military. We don't see them denouncing the military now with the wars that we have waging overseas. uh, Military people are respected. It's taken a full transition from what it was after Vietnam to what it is today, where our soldiers are respected, and they need to be respected. Our military... We know what they go through. So it's a whole attitude, it's a value system, it's character, it's reputation. It's about what the American value, Americanism and the American value system in education in the United States of America.
1: And Joe, uh, Joe a yeah. question, question for you, sir. If indeed we're finding that teachers are being cut back, and obviously they're being cut back because there are less trades and, and therefore mm-hmm. there are uh, uh, less skills to teach, um, uh, and, and the teachers that are left are seeing their salaries uh, reduced – and uh, the positions reducing as well and it's obviously becoming a very tough uh, job market for them. What can the Walk of Hearts do in in that uh, instance? How can it uh, support education beyond uh, awarding these teachers with with these distinguished awards? How can it change that paradigm?
3: Well you know David, it's, it's interesting um, <laughs> we're talking about uh, a lot of different aspects and the ripple effect again uh, with education. Lack of, thereof uh, creates a, a ripple effect, and those that are educated create a ripple effect. Our goal from the Walker of horses from the get go has been to honor teachers and make sure that the community at large understands what a teacher's position is and how, how much a teacher can affect a community at large. One of the programs uh, uh, that we're, we're developing is called a Read to Be Ready program uh... Unfortunately, in, this, in, this, in the city of Los Angeles, elementary schools are woefully deficient because of budget, of budget cuts with uh, libraries and, and material for the library. Again, getting back to corporate sponsors, the more corporate sponsors we have, the more money that we have in our nonprofit. We can go into elementary schools and, and bring books to the elementary schools and, and have the material there for the students to read uh, i 'm always amazed at the capacity of, of young children uh, to, to learn, the desire to learn. The willing to learn, the love, the lust to learn, if you're given the right set of circumstances, books that are available, somebody is there to, to take the time to read to them and with them. And that gets back to the community at large. A lot of these problems that we talk about, it's not going to happen overnight, as, as Councilman Zion had said. It's not going to, the, the cure is not going to be overnight. But what we can do is start small and work big. And that is everybody get involved. It, even if you don't have children, uh, you can go to the local school, help them, help, uh, volunteer to read to a student. Do something at your school. It doesn't matter if you have kids or you don't have kids. Be aware that this, everybody makes a difference. The government's not gonna do it for us. We can't be re- uh, relying on the government to make everything happen for us. Communities gotta get involved. Corporations gotta get involved. Uh, individuals have to get involved. Uh, I'm the past president of Canoga Park, uh, uh, this, uh, West Hills Chamber of Commerce. Our Chamber of Commerce has been involved. So each and every one of us has to look at how do we want to make the society better for for uh, for all of us, and that means getting involved.
2: You know, we also have the Rotary, the Kiwanis, the Lions, many service clubs. They get involved in a lot of programs. We would reach out to those to get involved. I just thought about the service above self, which is the Rotarians' their philosophy. All these clubs and Rotarians are worldwide. It'd be great for them to pick this up and say, let's do this in one of the towns across America. And I've been able to travel across america on my harley davidson visiting small towns and large towns and you get to middle america and it's absolutely incredible the attitude of people how positive they are how trusted they are how uh... the patriotism that they have And i've been to england i've been to ireland i've been to other parts of the world to china korea japan lebanon uh... to israel and you go to other parts of the world and you've got people and once people can connect with people connect with their families or children understand this is something a mood, an attitude that could sway negative into positive, pay respect to the teacher, give them the tools to educate an educated population. It wasn't always the way it is today where we have more people in prison than we have out of prison in certain communities. We need to change that attitude, that value system, that system that shows education is paramount, education is important. We need to buy into that educational system and support our teachers, and that's exactly What Walk of Hearts does, and that's what Joe's known for, is the man who's got a heart of gold who wants to take care of the teachers, not only in Los Angeles, but throughout the world. And that's why I think this broadcast is so important, that we can reach to millions of people who will say, you know what, let me get involved in this. Let me see how I can just pull that website up and get something done. And that website, because they're thinking, what is that website?
3: www.walkofhearts.com. They can also go to our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. They can also contact me directly. If you don't mind, David, I give out my own personal email address because I don't mind people contacting
1: me. I, I I actually thought, Joe, you might you were going to give them your address for a minute uh, as Pardon? well as well as your cell number. I thought you were going to just give everything out there. <laughs> hey, hey Joe, my social security number. Life, <laughs> anyway.
3: You know, he's a
2: realtor, and realtors in Los Angeles yeah. are struggling for survival. Need all
3: the help we can get. Tell them the name uh, of your real estate company, Joe. It's Prudential California Realty. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate that. You're uh, and, and ca- Chatsworth, But they can go to Walkaharts.com. They can contact me at joeandrews1 at aol.com. I'll be more than happy to talk to each and every one of them, every, anybody, about how to promote this in their own community. Going back to something, and so the, the scholarships that we do indeed give out every year, we have the Dennis P. Zine Scholarship Award. Those students that are getting that award, they're going to, into education, even with budget cuts, even with all the... The, the ch- uh, challenges and hurdles that teachers have to overcome, young people want to get into education because they have a capacity they have a heart and desire to help others so i never never see and again it never ceases to amaze me how a young person, despite all the the problems that may uh, uh, be involved in becoming a teacher and the hurdles that they have to do indeed overcome, they want to get involved in education and that 's what it 's uh, really all about is helping uh, young students helping the teachers and helping the parents. Uh, Get involved,
1: and and Dennis, uh, what about those in in a lower income community? Um, given that it's a revolving door to uh, to some extent, um, how is it that you can help them to get out of that environment and in, into a less uh, violent environment where education is uh, is seen as being more important, more vital to to their future?
2: Well, again, it's the parents. It's the parents that have the children, and I still work Los Angeles Police Department as a reserve officer, a fugitive detail throughout the city many times in our impoverished areas where you see a mother that has three or four children and no father. When you have that type of dysfunctional environment, which I call the Jerry Springer environment, you're going to have a failed system. You need to have the parent involvement. You need to have the dad and the mom, whether they're married or not, they've got a baby. They need to take care of that child. So it really comes down to the parents to decide you can be in an impoverished area and work with the school work with the teachers work with your students. but so many of them get disconnected and they think the school's gonna take those students and turn them into wizards that they'll be successful and it doesn't happen without the parents making sure the homework's done make sure the parent-teacher meetings take place it's incumbent upon the parents so I fall back on that bottom issue the foundation if you have a family it's dysfunctional you're gonna have dysfunctional students you're gonna have a dysfunctional environment and that's what you have in many communities where we have gangs and violence and the violence that takes place involves a lot of our youngsters. You need to change that. But, again, take the parents in an impoverished area, get them involved, and that happens on occasion where those students will excel. And people can afford a lifestyle based upon their income, and we find more and more families' incomes being reduced, but still it's that responsibility, that obligation. If you're going to have a child, you better raise that child and make sure that child gets an education. Look at in the long run. That child will then take care of you. I've got one son who's a pilot, the other son who's a police officer, and they tell me, Dad, when you're old, we're going to take care of you. I'm saying, well, I took care of you when you were young, and you'll take care of me when I'm old. That's a good trade-off. And in some cultures, the Asian culture, the Hispanic culture, many times that's the case. But in our American culture, the children grow up, they leave, and the parents go one way, the children go go another way, except for holidays. Uh, We need to go back to some basics on our value system what America is about, and I think that's the beginning. So it doesn't matter if you're in a rich school or a poor school; you need to make sure you can excel. We look at our president of the United States, President Obama. He didn't come from a wealthy family, yet he rose to the highest position in the United States of America, president of this country, and he was brilliant. But teachers brought that out of him. And if it wasn't for the teachers in his history, maybe he wouldn't be a successful, a senator from Chicago, and now the president of the United States. So. Anyone can do it. If we can eradicate eradicate this violence and this lack of concern, this lack of compassion, if we can eradicate that, I think we'll be on the road to a very positive environment, and the walk of hearts is part of that process.
3: You know, Dennis, I know you. I've known you for a long, long time. You're going to need more than two sons to take care of you when you get older. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll have you help me too, Joe. <laughs> I'll do everything I possibly can, my friend. I will. Well, you're a good man. You know, you know uh, David, my son, uh, when he was younger, I, I wanted to reach him. I was working like all of us. I mean, we were a two-parent uh, two two-parent family, two-income family, uh, both uh, at the time when I was married. My wife and I were working and uh, trying to raise a son, but uh, tried to find the time, made the time. Make the time to read to him, to read to your children, uh, yeah, to get involved. Uh, my,
2: to my, my son, Eric, who's a pilot, uh, he, he contacted me and says, Dad, I want to go to a Laker basketball game. So I've arranged for some tickets. He says, how much? I said, no, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of the uh, the expense. I'm going to take care of the bill on it. Uh, he says, well, th- that shows that you love me, Dad, since you're willing to pay for the, the basketball tickets. He says, it makes you feel like your son. You know, he's 28 years old, and he still has that. He's still my son, and I'm still his dad. It doesn't matter how old they are. you still got to yeah. buy him gifts once in a while and make them oh, feel sure. loved.
1: Well, yeah. Joe, um, in, in, in closing here, yes. uh, what is the future for the Foundation? What, what are your, your aspirations?
3: Oh, I am excited about it, David. I really am. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank you for reaching out and, and contacting me. And just the word of mouth, that's how we got in touch with each other, uh, through a mutual friend. Uh, we want to expand the program in the city of Los Angeles, we're well known, and it's uh, we honor the teachers throughout Los Angeles uh, for their dedication to education. We want to expand it to other communities. It's easy enough to do if they contact us again at www.walkofhearts.com, or like I said, you can contact me directly, Joe Andrews1 at AOL.com, and uh, we will help you start it in your community. We want to see it grow. We want to help with uh, scholarships. We want to expand our scholarship program. We want to expand our programs like Read to Be Ready. It help uh, students, uh, young students, uh, uh, learn to read and, and keep them reading because that's uh, essential to any uh, positive experience, educational experience. So that's what we're looking for, corporate sponsors. We want to expand our, our uh, uh, corporate sponsors and get in touch with them because it gives them something in return. It gives them a handle into the, uh, the community itself, and it shows that, uh, that that corporation is not there just to make money from, from being in there, but it also, they're there to help the community grow and, and get, uh, be successful and achieve. So I'm excited about the Walk of Hearts. Um, five, ten years from now, I expect this to be in numerous uh, communities throughout the country and around the world. And that's what I'm excited about.
1: Dennis Sein, Joseph uh, Andrews, I would like to thank you today for joining us, and I wish you the best of luck. Our
2: pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, you,
1: David. And to our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our discussion today. We'll be joining you again next week. And uh, meanwhile, uh, do go and uh, visit the Walk of Hearts website, www.walkofhearts.com. And you can visit our blog at davidgibbons.org, where I'm sure these two gentlemen would be delighted to share comments with you on the discussion today. Meanwhile, thank you for joining us again. And I would wish you good morning. Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be. David Gibbons in Discussion welcomes listeners' comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org. This programming is supported by organizations and firms in the private and public sectors.